Welcome to the Gift of Love broadcast, where love is your greatest gift. Our mission is to teach the world the power of loving God and loving others. The greatest gift for you and me, the greatest gift for humanity, the greatest gift for all to see. Hello and welcome to the Gift of Love broadcast, where love is your greatest gift. I'm Lyndon Batiste, your host, and I'm excited to again have the opportunity to speak into your life, bringing inspiration, hope, and most of all, love. Yes, during this time, it is my hope that we begin to focus on our spiritual Development. I believe that when we are spiritually healthy, when we are spiritually nourished and strong, it will begin to inform other areas of our lives, our mental space, even our physical space, because our spiritual selves are, again, nourished and, and, and provided for and given attention to. So that's what I hope this broadcast is doing for you. And that's what love is all about. Love isn't about being nice and passive and um, laying down and being non-disruptive. Love is about evolving into the character, nature, and likeness of our divine creator, God. And when we talk about God, that is so so complex there is really no way to understand and fully grasp the concept of what God is but we do know that God is on the inside of all of us we do know that we have the potential to walk in a love that transcends our human limitations that can transcend our human selfishness and all of those other boundaries that prevents us from becoming what we ought. The last time we were together, we spoke about, or I spoke about saying yes to God. And I want to continue along that path of saying yes to God. You know, I believe that everything in our lives really takes off when we say yes Miracles happen in our lives when we simply say yes. That which we have not seen before will be seen when we say yes. Yes to what? Yes to what God has placed on the inside of us. Yes to the dream that is in you. Yes to the vision that you have. Also saying no to the fear. Saying no to the apprehension. Saying no to the any other, any other force that could prevent us. From fully saying yes and committing to what God has placed before us. You know, Jesus said yes. When Jesus was in the wilderness and he resisted the temptation, as the scripture puts it. Essentially, he was saying yes to God. Mary said yes. Till this day, we talk about Mary and we and and and, and we 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 honor Mary and recognize Mary because of her yes. We recognize so many people 
And it began with them saying yes to what God placed on the inside of them, to what they were called to. And today I want to give you five more areas to think about, practical areas to think about where you can say yes and then see something truly amazing happen in your life. We all have the potential for amazingness, (laughs) if that'd be a word. We all have that potential, but we have to first say yes to what God has placed on the inside of us. So for today, and this would be number six, because last uh, podcast we had five. So for today, number six, say yes to giving. Say yes to giving. And what I mean by that is accepting a posture of constant giving, constantly finding ways to give, looking for opportunities to give to someone and something else. And man, when you do this, you will see, number one, that there are there's a plethora of opportunities to give. But the joy of giving is such greater than the joy of receiving. I promise you. And I also want to expand your definition of what giving or not your definition, but what giving looks like. Generally, when we think of giving, especially in a religious context, everyone initially thinks about money. And I think money for some people, it depends on who you are. Money for some people is really easy. But you know what? Giving time. You can give time. That's hard as well. That can that, that for some people, time is more valuable than the money. Someone said that children spell L O V E T I M E, and you know what? I think that's true for all people. For most people, how about your gifts and your your talents? Giving that, you know, there are other ways that we can give. We can give a kind word that we normally would not give. We can give encouragement. We can give hope. We can give inspiration to someone else. We can give love. There are so many things that we can give. But my point is being in a mindset of constantly giving, saying, I want to live a life of giving. And here's what's so great about giving. Everyone can do it. Everyone can do it. And then what's so awesome about how God sees giving is that it is not contingent upon your economic status. If you think about Jesus' story about the widow mite, and he talks about how the widow mite gave uh, basically the the smallest uh, amount of, of money. But then you had all of these other wealthy individuals who were giving out of their abundance. But Jesus says, because the widow mite gave all that she had, she gave more than everyone else, even though what everyone else gave numerically may have, have, have amounted to more. But because of what it meant to her and what God is saying in that is everyone can give and not only simply give, but give in a way that moves all of heaven to act on your behalf. You see what I'm saying there? So God is saying, I'm giving you this tool to 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 to, to cause influence, to uh, cause blessings to come into your life. And there's no no power infrastructure there. And it's, it's open to it's available to everyone, to anyone. So think about that. Assuming a posture of constant giving There's a couple of scriptures I want to I want to share to emphasize that point. Uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 reads, There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, 
and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. Or another translation says, there are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. There are those who withhold more than is fitting or what is justly due, but it results only in want. And I think that this is such a powerful scripture and lesson and piece of wisdom that teaches us the way of the universe. This is how the system, this is how humanity was set up to operate, which is that we would constantly give and share with one another in which all of our needs, whatever those needs might be, would be met amongst ourselves because we would all be constantly giving and pouring into one another. Where else can we say yes to God? Number seven, say yes to God in completing that project. I don't know what project it is, but it's that project, whether it's a book, whether it's a degree, whether it's a house, a home, home uh, uh, improvement project. There's something that God has placed on the inside of you to complete. And you know what? I believe that we are judged by the things that we complete. As I mentioned before, I'm not as interested in the the walking on the water and sort of the magical, majestical aspects of, of the Jesus story. But I love to look at the things that are not necessarily highlighted to see the psyche of Jesus, the leadership of Jesus, sort of the mindset to try and get into the brain of whom I consider the most successful human being. Again, human being, I understand, could be controversial from a theological perspective, but to make my point, the most successful human being that ever lived. And when Jesus was on that cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And you can see throughout his ministry as what we have recorded he was focused on completing his task, his assignment. And that was it. Nothing would stand in his way. There's another story that comes to mind where his disciples are asking, you know, Jesus, what will you eat? Or where, where is his food? What will he eat? Um, they're concerned about his, his, his physical uh, 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 food at the time. And Jesus goes really deep on them. And he says, my food is to complete the, the will of God or to do the work of God. And when I thought about that scripture, I'm thinking, man, this is someone who is so focused on his mission that he just went way probably deeper than what they were thinking at the time. But he was making a point about how this was the only thing he was consumed with, which was completing his project, completing his assignment. Say yes to completing that project and see what happens after the completion happens. Number eight, what else can we say yes to? What else can we say yes to? Lifelong learning, becoming a constant learner and receiver of wisdom and knowledge. The scripture says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. It doesn't say that we perish for lack of money, that we perish for lack of power, that we perish for lack of uh, anything else but knowledge. Falling in love with knowledge and information and constantly learning. I believe that no matter where you are right now, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter how many books you've read, there is more information and knowledge to accumulate. And hopefully the spirit sort of nudges you in a particular direction as well. Invite the invite God into 
to to introduce you to knowledge that you have not been exposed to before. So saying yes to lifelong learning. Number nine, say yes to mentorship. If you study the lives of some of your most successful people, there seems to be this common thread with most, which is that they had mentors, people that they learned from, people that they allowed to step into their lives and direct them, give them wisdom that they may not have had access to before, knowledge that they would not have come across except it had been for the mentor. You know, I think that for so many of us, we believe that success can happen on our own purely based on our own will and for some that might be true but for most people it is someone that has been in their lives that has directed them that has led them that has stood on the front lines in front of even them as they tried to accomplish what their mission or their task or assignment in life was seek mentors in your life you know Jesus was a mentor to the disciples and they became great like him they were mentors of his for three and a half years they walked with him and they studied and they learned and they heard from his teachings they heard stuff that's not even recorded in this scripture but there's no coincidence that they turned the world upside down as jesus turned his world upside down when you think about how the world was changed by the faith it wasn't changed by jesus per se it was changed indirectly by jesus because it was his followers that went out and continued the work and spread his teachings the power of mentors this is a very important key that i think that we can begin to be intentional about and you know what a mentor might not be a physical mentor a mentor might be in a book a mentor might be in watching youtube videos of someone who possesses information that's sharing that you find valuable that speaks to where you are so finding mentorship and lastly saying yes to social justice equity and inclusivity and this brings to mind amos chapter 5 verse 24 where the passage reads but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream meaning that we should see a world that is full of justice to where it's running down and it's overtaking us that is the world that god designed and hopes to see in fact where injustice would be the rarity injustice would be the highlight as opposed to when we see someone fighting for justice it's almost as if they are a a a a unique and rare commodity (laughs) but instead we're supposed to fight for social justice equity and inclusivity and anyone it seems to be a common trait amongst those who are called by god whether it's the prophets whether it's the disciples jesus himself and many others many other great religious thinkers they seem to have this bend this bent towards social justice equity and inclusivity they were very much very much concerned with tearing down boundaries and obstacles to humans achieving their greatest potential whether it be the caste system in hinduism um, whether it be some of the other 
uh, religious leaders within Jesus's day that he spoke out against. When we talk about some of our modern uh, characters and leaders, Gandhi and the Dr. Kings of the world, Mandela's, these people, when they are infused and say yes to God, when they when they say, God, here is my life, it seems that God generally takes these people and sends them on the front line of social justice, equity and inclusivity. That's where they all end up. It seems to be this common trait that I'm just recognizing. And I believe that God is saying the same thing to us. When you follow God, you're going to become sensitive to injustice you're going to become a b or you're going to lose the ability to tolerate witnessing social justice equity and inclusivity that's why so many religious and spiritual people tend to double dab in social uh commentary and and and, and uh maybe even politics is because the two go hand in hand because when god when you say yes to god God puts you on the front lines of 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 healing and addressing the social ills of our world. It just comes hand in hand. That's what I believe. So saying yes to giving, becoming a life focused giver, saying yes to completion, completing the project, saying yes to lifelong learning, saying yes to mentorship and saying yes to social justice, equity, and inclusivity. And I believe that these are some of the things that when we say yes to God in these areas, we're going to see transformation. We're going to see our spiritual focus and, 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 and the fruits of our spirituality really begin to blossom and reveal itself. So meditate on these things. Say yes to God in your life every day and again remember your blessing which just simply means your peace your wholeness your love is on the other side of your yes amen